Hi there, this is David J. Fielding, Zordon from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and you're listening to the Three Keeks Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Three Geeks Podcast. That intro only gave me enough time to literally share the link one time. <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, JT, I the play it again. Better today, Dan. Like, Run it back. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> JT, that's yeah. that's that's the one that I wrote for the interview music. It, it's it's the short one. It was short for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. It's a yeah, I, mean, I mean, you can play it. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Good. Oh, yeah. oh, that was quick. You guys can't give me time <laughs> to talk so I can share these links. Oh. Oh, 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 we're, we're covering oh. your ass while while yeah, yeah. It's cold. Oh, I am I'm doing quite fine and well, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Things are okay. I guess they could be better. Um, <laughs> but isn't that the way life is? Just nonstop. Maybe. Eh, I could be better. I could be worse, regardless. Unless when it gets worse, in which case it definitely could be better. I mean, it's really you, you better. Could, you could be a giant tentacle monster right now. Watch some anime, you know. Sure, but depending on the tentacle monster, that could be good for you, right? I mean, I, I suppose it could. You could have wings and fly around. I mean, like, if you're if you're a, a big like, tentacle monster out of Akira, that's bad. Yeah. But yeah, because really that looks like it hurts. If you're a blob tentacle monster out of uh, Rujin Z, uh, aka oh, yeah. Kazawa, <laughs> that's a good thing. And, you, and we're oh, we're oh, the oh. only ones that know anything about that. So good, it's good okay. one, Max. Okay. Please we're tell gonna... me you put the socials out there, Jay. <laughs> I'm working on it, Mike. Uh, Freaking Facebook uh, is so slow. A real trailer, real quick. Yeah, we've got to something stop this. Transwarp Drive over there. I didn't broke something. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, uh, December for the first podcast of December. Oh yeah! yeah. So happy it is, it is. All right. Yeah, we're almost there, fellas. We're almost putting 2020 yeah. in the books. <laughs> it doesn't it's matter. Like everything dude. will get better in 2021. Come on, man. No, but I mean, it could, yeah. it could, it could at least start working that way. Yeah, yeah, it, it can. It's it's a it's a it's a really 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 uphill slog right there. <laughs> well, we might just talk about that today here on the Three Geeks Podcast. Oh boy, <laughs> great! I'm a big fan of slogging. Yeah, <laughs> slogging, slogging tentacle monsters. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Only the premium stuff for for our listeners. Sure. <laughs> premium logs. So okay, you um, done yet, JT? Because we're yes, yeah, I'm right now. We have um, <laughs> we make Revolution coming out this week. Our Justin and I's interview with Jill Alves, the guy who designed Bruce the Shark from Jaws. Check out that interview; it's a lot of fun. And uh, Mike. Um, People have been asking me where the um, 16 Candles remake revolution is. Specifically, uh, Brian Lau wants to know why these remakes keep coming and his hasn't appeared yet. Oh, <laughs> hey. Wait a minute. 
Well, because you sent me the audio for that one. Are, are we really doing behind the scenes shop talk right now? Um, sure. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I got lazy in November uh, oh, just because yeah, yeah. stuff happened. So yeah, I haven't had a chance to get to it yet. But don't worry, Brian. It's on its way. Certainly. Good year for lazy. Yes. Brian's the only one anticipating it. Like he's oh, okay. he's checking hey. every hour. I mean, I'm to be fair, I I completely forgot about that one. So, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Jason said people, but you know, like he just means Brian from different times. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't release the video of that because uh, we don't have good enough video software to edit oh. some of the technical difficulties we had. Oh, in that case, I'll just yeah, uh, I'll figure out something. I like that's 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 definitely covering up something there. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, Justin, do you need a hug? You look angry. Oh, I was just reading something. Sorry, no, I'm good. I've I have resting angry reading face. <laughs> resting angry. I hate this book. <laughs> uh, he's probably reading uh, the the fucking. Hermione should have been a huffle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I wrote it. All right, if you're watching us, drop a comment. Let us know what's up. Share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Unless you're Brian, in which case the remix coming, Brian. Anticipate your comment. Don't judge me, Brian. Back off, man. How dare you, sir? Before we get into the topics, I do want to touch on something that happened this week. Um, I want to congratulate Elliot Page. He was able to truly be himself this week, and from all of us, congratulations and. I'm happy for you. Shout out to Netflix, though. Um, with yeah. like Hell stuff and, and with Elliot Page stuff, they've proven to be a pretty cool company. Like, yep. I, I dig their swag. Well, you said Dave Chappelle, Chappelle stuff, too, right? I, I heard Dave Chappelle, too. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they crushed it. If, if you don't know about the Chappelle stuff, Max was on H&IC this week, Head Nerds in Charge um, podcast. And what, what happened was um, Viacom CBS, you know, sold the rights to... Hulu and Netflix, so on and so forth. And Chappelle called the heads of Netflix and goes, "Look, I'm not getting paid for this, and I don't. I feel kind of dirty that it's on your network." And who, uh, Netflix is like, "Don't worry about it. We'll take it off. It's and, cool." Yeah, just like that. Like that's that's amazing to me because I mean, like Chappelle's show, like is going to get watches like that. You know, obviously people like it's it's, it's some of the greatest yeah. comedy like you see on TV ever and. Uh, and they're just like, oh, okay, you, you don't like that? We'll take it down. Like, that's that's fucking yeah. crazy. Huh. <laughs> Which, you know, is fine for me, and I think a lot of people our age, because it's already up here forever. Oh, Rainbow, yeah. So yeah. You can't take that away from us. <laughs> and he said buy know. the DVDs or something if you want to watch it. Oh, yeah. I've already got the DVD. Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. sad. <laughs> I can watch I Wayne Brady. It, okay. It's, it's dreams over, over too, but yeah. Don't, don't, awesome. don't support it. Yeah, yeah, and they had um, Elliot Page's um, credits changed pretty quick as well. So yeah. kudos to Netflix. I mean, Keep doing your thing. We it, appreciate it. It, it. Yeah, it's so cool. He was like, okay, like this is what I'm doing. And then they're like, okay, we're going to go back and, and fucking correct this, you know, into perpetuity. Like that is because I mean, like I wouldn't even thought to do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder how easy that is. Like, I wonder if like there is like if this person's name is in the system, can you, not that I'm, I don't want to poo it. Like it's a great thing they did. I was just wondering how, like, since it's, probably, all, like, it's all digital, I wonder how easy it is to be like, hey, let's just change the name. It's you know probably I mean? like a find and replace, kind of like you would in a Word document. Right. <laughs> so, 
So yeah. yeah, kudos to those companies for doing their things. And another company and a huge surprising twist, something I'm very excited about, even though it is kind of vague on whether or not it'll be free for the streaming service, but we do know Wonder Woman will be free to people who are yeah. subscribed. Mm -hmm. uh, Warner Brothers just came out with a ballsy move and said, all of our movies that are out, coming out next year are coming out because if they don't make theaters, they're going to be in your homes and vice versa. You can do both. And I'm glad to see that because I'm tired of not knowing when these movies are going to come out as somebody who loves movies. And Mike, um, I watched your video. I know you thought we'd have differing opinions, but I actually agree with Mike full heartedly as as much as I love going to the theaters. It's not the most sanitary place in the world, especially <laughs> during the COVID situation. So I I like that they're giving us the option. I, I, I've got no problem with them. Like, it, it, it would kind of kill theaters, but like, I, I'm uh, I'm still subscribed to a monthly theater service that I don't even use now. Like, I'm just hoping <laughs> yeah. that my money helps them stay afloat. Like, it's <laughs> because I'm not going to the theater. Like, I, and, and I still give them my money. So, like, I don't see the problem with it. Um, I'm, I'm happy. Like, you know, more people are going to get to see these things. It's going to be, you know, easier for everyone to watch. Um, you know, why not? And and when I can't go back to the theater, I'm fucking going back to the theater. Doesn't just because I can get it at home doesn't mean that I'm not going to the theater. I enjoy the experience that much. So I, I don't see it as a problem. And I guess, you know, like there's there's obviously not hardcore theater goers like myself that, that are gonna just want to stay at home. So, you know, the theater's gonna lose some money that way. But uh, you know, again, like if you're going to a theater for the experience, you cannot get that experience at home. So yeah. that's what I feel you need to sell. This this makes more of a case for like boutique theaters more so than the main main chains like yeah. stuff like Alamo Drafthouse where they actually put a lot of effort into maintenance and into conduct and into you know and probably even into screening if they would choose to do so whereas you know bigger chains where they're just splayed out all over the country yeah. and so there is no uniform like adhesion to rules or protocol that was my main thing was just like if if AMC and Marcus and all the big ones take it on the chin fine I, I could give a shit about those what i care about more are the are the theaters that yeah. appeal more to a niche audience or a mm -hmm. niche like focus or that at least put more effort into providing a better experience for their customers and i got the list of movies that is going straight to hbo max I'm going to read them off real quick and this one i didn't realize was coming out already uh, mortal Kombat hits january 15th <laughs> little things january 29th tom and jerry march 5th the Many Saints of Newark, March 12th. Uh, Reminisce, April 16th. Godzilla vs. Kong, May 21st. The Conjuring 3, June 4th. In the Heights, June 18th. Space Jam, A New Legacy, July 16th. The Suicide Squad, August 6th. Dune, October 1st. King Richard, November 19th. The Matrix 4, December 22nd. And Judas and the Black Messiah to be announced. Huh. And then uh, Mali Malignant. Is to be announced, and Cry Macho is to be announced. I love that these that these movies are still being released in their projected dates, wherein they will mm -hmm. they were most likely would have been in the, like Mortal Kombat. That feels like a January release, like yeah, one of those movies yes, that does. is just going to go in and die. They will die on my television as I watch it twice. <laughs> First time will be me, whether I enjoyed it or not. Second time will me be me if I enjoyed it, loving it more, or if I didn't enjoy it in denial that this movie sucks, watching it a second time. Hey, we, uh, we can give you the animated one. To, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Check There's out a lot of James Bond movies coming out this year. 
Because Mortal Kombat's James Wan's. Uh, Conjuring 3 is James Wan's. And I think there's another James Wan. I like the first Conjuring. I, I have you yeah. played the other Conjuring stuff. Uh, yeah. I have... yeah the, the first Conjuring is really good until the last 10 minutes. <laughs> right. So, but I agree whatever. with that statement wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just hard to it's hard to keep it after the reveal. You know, like if, if everything's yeah. a weird spooky mystery the whole time, like it's 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 easy to just build on that tension, but then like yeah, once once you release you like once the tension is released, like that's that's just like okay, well we'll see. Yeah. Like that's once you see the monster, you you see the zipper. Yeah. You know? Ooh. Yep. And and that's the problem. <laughs> I have not seen the two Conjuring movies. I've only seen all the peripheral movies. The second one starts pretty strong and then devolves again. Yeah. So, <laughs> pretty quick. Um, I So far, out of the ones that I've seen, that my favorite one is the last Annabelle. I don't like any of the other Annabelles. And um, Annabelle comes home with a doll. It's like a haunted house <laughs> movie. Oh. Uh, nope. okay. I had fun with that. But... I, I'm excited. I, I need to check them out. It's on my list to do, but those are movies I want to pay attention to, so I don't want to just throw them on in the background. Godzilla versus Kong. I know that there was a Netflix <laughs> and HBO Max battle to get that movie for a little bit. Yeah, because like Netflix has more. the Godzilla anime movies. Oh, yeah. That they released for the past couple of years, those which are, are weird. I actually watched uh, They are weird. Yeah, they're they're weird. very uh, art housey. Yeah. We watched the first one for. For Animaniacs. Right, was, yeah. And I watched the second one after that. I did. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not really, really about Godzilla. I don't really hate it, but yeah, it's the, yeah. yeah, it's kind of weird. Man. So, Dude yeah, is the sense. one I'm probably most excited for this year. I mean, like, Me too. I want to see Wonder Woman in the theater. I want to go see, yeah, Dune in the theater. Um, I, like, Kong versus Godzilla might be, like, again, like something that. It's better in the theater just because everything's bigger and, and louder. But uh, you know, like, I'm not like, super excited about that one. Um, I will watch it on my couch, sir. <laughs> I am excited for all these movies that I don't have to go to the theater to see. I'm like The Matrix Four. I was curious about, but I would never have paid to go see it. Now I can watch it because I already <laughs> have HBO Max. But my question to you guys is: What does this do for HBO Max as far as being a player in the streaming business? Does oh, this I mean, boost them? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, the more the more content you can provide, the better you're going to do, especially with quality yeah. content. Right? If it's yeah. exclusive, then, you know, it's like, yeah. that's, that's... here's here. Here's the thing, though, is that, yes, it's a bump for their subscribers. But they've been saying, too, that this is just temporary, that this isn't going to be like a long lasting feature for the service, that they're going to yeah. keep doing this simultaneous release with theatrical releases on the service. <laughs> This is just because this is pandemic times. Yeah. And, but the thing is, a lot of people have been saying it's like, really, though? Once you, everyone's been saying, once you let the genie out of the bottle, can you really put it back in? And like, oh, is them, yeah. them making this move really going to galvanize a lot of the other studios to be like, well, fuck it, we can do that too. Forget our 30 bucks for the shitty Mulan. Just give it right away. Right. Yeah, but then yeah. you've got, you've Sorry, got, You've got Tenet guy who who just kind of like you know screwed up with his whole movie. He was like, was "I need that to be in theaters," and now it's on Blu-ray. There, there was a funny, there was a funny tweet a couple <laughs> Still of days in theaters. ago. Still in theaters. Still yeah, in theaters. I, yes, I don't give a shit. There was a fun, there was a when they made the announcement for HBO Max and all these movies. Someone tweeted, and now you can hear Chris Nolan throwing his IMAX camera across the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, Tenet. 
Tenet is a movie you should see in the theater. Like it, it's it's really good to watch. Like that that one, I, I was very happy with the experience. Um, but yeah, again, like it, it's not it's not something. No movie is something like you have to be in the theater to watch. No, with the exception of maybe Avatar. But uh, <laughs> you mean the uh, last Airbender? No, no. <laughs> watch six people move a rock. <laughs> the the one of the blue people. Uh, oh. <laughs> but no, it's just like a snow day. Like snow days are gone forever. You don't get those anymore because yeah. oh hey look now what we can do. You can just be in school from home. So fuck you, little Jimmy. You're stuck in class. Like that's <laughs> that's that, I, I don't feel like they're going back from this. There's no way to negotiate. And I mean like unless the, the prices for like the, the you know like the theater gets the, the the prints at much lower prices, you know, like they, they can't yeah, that's they not gonna happen. Charge the same if they're gonna be releasing all these movies on TV also. Like that that's that's bullshit. So I don't see how this goes backwards. I think we're going to see, uh, like Mike said, some of the major chains like AMC and Cinemark, unfortunately, start to vanish. But um, this, this, the writing was already on the wall for this before the pandemic. Like, yeah, movie pass already oh, shifting dude. to streaming. I mean, the PlayStation's uh, game online game like Netflix thing, it streams the games. It doesn't even download them to anymore. You can just stream the game and play it. Like and it we're sucks. going this route. The pandemic just kicked it in the ass. Yeah. That's a lot of things, right? It's a lot of things. But yeah. yeah. But I mean the writing was on the wall years ago during when when they had the uh uh the Oscars and people were yeah. saying, you know, they, they actually paid actors to come out and say, oh, I didn't act in this to, to to be on a small screen at home. It's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you don't uh, care. Different people. people. What what actors like, okay, people are watching me, awesome. Like it doesn't matter yeah. how they're watching. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever amount of the back end they signed on for, they just want to get it. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. They, they, the the studios paid people to 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 say stuff like like that. So yeah, so yeah. you know, you you would go to the movie theater and not watch it at in at your home theater, which to me is much more comfortable and a slightly oh, yeah. better sound because I don't have to tell the kid next to me to shut the fuck up. Yep. So, no, and like, and like, if you're like me, you know, like I, I, I'm going to the movie theater multiple times. I'm picking times where you know, little little Jimmy and Susie aren't there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking to make sure there's only like three people in the yeah. theater. This is pre-COVID. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, 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 there's only three people in the theater at any given time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, I, I fully get it, and I, I don't see how they, everything was going this way anyway. You know, like because people were illegally watching all these movies like the second day they came out anyway. <laughs> so it, it, it's not like <laughs> you weren't losing this audience already. It's 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 easier and easier to get the media with, with you know without the studio's yeah. involvement or consent. So, I mean, you might as well put it on the streaming service where you can make money from it. Like, like that's mm -hmm. uh, Saj the Boss says hi. Yo. Yo, that's Saj. A, that's a big hi. Are you guys excited for Wonder Woman 1984? I am, especially now that I can watch it from okay, home. So, so yeah. Like, yep, good. So it's like, are okay. you not excited, Saj? Like, you're like, nah. I'm good. <laughs> no, because I, I sent to everybody in all the chats. I said, how are you doing? He's just uh, responding okay, that he's okay, good. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I am excited for Wonder Woman. I would be seeing it in theaters, but it's even more convenient that I can see it from home. Uh, DC has just been letting me down and letting me down and letting me down recently. Like, 
all of their media has taken a turn for the worse, I feel. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm nervous for Wonder Woman and that guy because, like, the first Wonder Woman <laughs> was okay, but it reminded me of, like, the first Captain America movie was very yeah. healthy. And um, kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. I, I, I don't really like the... The, the dead people coming back aspect of it. I mean, like, I feel like if you kill the, the character, then maybe stick to your guns and have that character be dead. Like um, Superman. <laughs> uh, you know, at least they didn't have to CG off a uh, fucking dude. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Okay, fair, fair enough. <laughs> DC has one good thing going for it right, right, right now. That's the Batman covers. Because those, those like are beautiful. DC movies, the last Every, few. <laughs> I like oh, Shazam okay. a lot. No. Actually. Shazam was good. Yeah. I liked Shazam a lot. Yeah. And I liked the first Wonder Woman. It's okay. Justin, Mike, you guys are really quiet. I talked about these on my own channel, so it's just like... Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, don't want to parrot what I've already said. YouTube.com all... forward slash Mike McGTV. That's what <laughs> you have to say, Mike. You say, hey, if you want to hear my thoughts, yes. go to a separate YouTube channel. Go buy my own promotion. Yeah. To get on my slash... premium subscription channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my, I got good news, everybody. Max is for fans only on Instagram starts next week. So you get on oh, that. Yeah, OnlyFans. Yeah. Hey, what's what's oh, going man. on? Max is opening an OnlyFans. He's going to sell his beard hair. Where they can watch him play GTA in the nude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I even going to say it. <laughs> I know. People have actually paid me money to not do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's like a clock, like a continuous clock of people adding a couple of dollars to keep yeah, yeah, yeah. playing GTA? Yep. Like, I'm going to do it. If y'all don't pay me the money, I'm going to do it. Just hold the entire world hostage. All right, Rob's <laughs> next question is kind of a spoiler, so let me throw the spoiler alert up. Uh -oh. We're going to talk about The Mandalorian's latest episode now. Okay. And um, Saj asks, did you guys enjoy the Mando episode with Boba Fett? There's Boba Fett? No. What? <laughs> I did. I turned to Max. I said yeah. Boba Fett actually did something. <laughs> Uh, here we are again in the campaign to make Boba Fett a badass, but it's okay. We all know his bitch made status. We all are aware of how fucking shitty Boba Fett actually is. It's okay. Uh, he was awesome in that episode. Oh, yeah, no, he yeah. kicked his ass in this episode. And I'm actually more okay with him, with, with people like, because, okay, Boba Fett, he got eaten by the Sarlacc. He spent years alone on Tatooine. He, I feel like he deserves some, he can be a badass now. He obviously. Fucked up some Tuscan Raiders to get that Tuscan Raider stick that he likes to use. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's good. I, I enjoyed both of He could have been on a stroll after Anakin wiped out that whole tribe. I'm like, oh, there's a stick here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. There's a bunch of tents and shit. Hey, cool. <laughs> as, as, that happened before he got sent. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that the, uh, the child story with the Empire is finally taking like, a huge leap forward. I think in that last episode. Uh, I, okay, more than Boba Fett. How about Baby Yoda fucking up those stormtroopers? <laughs> Damn it! You call him by his proper name. Good, good. Uh, uh, yeah. His proper name is Baby Fucking Yoda, and you can't tell me any difference. Sir. I will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? Groku. Yeah, Grogu. 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 Grog, Grog, Goku. Gro Goku. Yeah, there you go. Grog. 
His <laughs> name is Grant Level Three. <laughs> yeah, it's Grogu. Yeah, I feel like in four seasons they're gonna be like, let's call him Yoda, and then it's gonna be like, ah, oh, twist. There he is. With <laughs> Uh, I like Baby Yoda in attack mode. That shit's awesome. Yeah. I like him after attack mode too. He curls into a like, ball and so falls sleepy. asleep. <laughs> so sleepy. Dude, I like dude just talking mad shit to his face too. Like that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Massage knows his name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I give that episode again. It's three out of three. It's yeah, it's been good. I've been having fun. So. And, and, you know, like, if they're going to do callbacks, like, I like them doing callbacks to, A, like, their own universe, and, B, people not in the Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I'm down with Boba Fett showing up. I like that, uh, I like, um, what's it, Ming-Na Wei. Uh, she's awesome. So, you know, having her in the... Who well, technically, Max Boba Fett was in the Clone Wars because all those clones were clones of Jango Fett, including Boba Fett. Nerd. That's a good. That is a really good sweaty voice, Mike. Uh, <laughs> well, sir, uh, I uh, I'll have to push up my glasses to you. Uh, you do. I'll concede that point. But Boba Fett was still a character created in the original series, so. I, I'm gonna count him not from Clone Wars. Can I make a request? Anytime we have to like retroactively change something in one of these videos, that Mike does that voice as the voice cover. <laughs> Making note. <laughs> Got it. Um, actually, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on this. I'm not as big of a Game of Thrones fan as everyone else is, but are you guys looking forward to House of the Dragon? Is a prequel? Sure. Five hundred years in the past. Nah, I don't care. I know what happens. Because we have the first yeah. look at the dragons. Yeah. I think they should have went to the in, into the future, right? Don't don't have any type of knowledge of the grouping of the stuff going on with Game of Thrones. And, well, because there's a and, book based on that that they wanted to adapt. They want yeah, to screw adapting the novels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't. I mean, I guess that helps because the the one time they didn't adapt from the novel, it was yeah. Garbage. Yeah, but they didn't sit landing at all. It was also just rushed. Like, it yeah. was obviously rushed. It wasn't and, and so that, much garbage as it was just, yeah, it was brushed. And it's like, well, we only got so much time. So here, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone, everyone figured out how to fast travel. It's like, oh, we hit level yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, it was just. I just don't understand. You had a cash cow. Like, you were printing yeah. money with that show. Dude, it's like, let's just run through this real fast. They they wanted out, man. They had a Star yeah, Wars yeah. at the time they wanted to make. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they yeah. screwed it up by rushing the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, you rush through this thing, you make a mediocre product, and then that product kills your fucking job that you were rushing yeah. the fucking job for in the first place. Like, ugh. I'm Here's glad what I want. I want George R.R. R. Martin to get back to his main passion. Which is writing episodes of Beauty and the Beast with <laughs> Linda Hamilton and Ron Perlman. Hey, I want that. Shit. Give me that, George R. R. Martin. Can I just get yeah. the last book? Can I like? I there's, I, there's I two more books, dog. Books. You're not getting these books. You're not. You're not getting these books. Oh wow, huh. we're going Spanish in this one. Yeah. Um, Hola, amigos. Hello, friends. I uh, well, good I, vibes I, to you too. I, I don't speak Spanish, but good vibes back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Um, my high school Spanish is failing me right now. <laughs> I'm Googling it. <laughs> I think he's saying, hey, friends, how are you? Type of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, how are you? Good vibes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am doing good. Doing good. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. How, Game of Thrones. I, I, I just want to read the, 
write the last book, asshole. Like, what, what, what is going on? Oh, no, no, no. He's got to, he's got to write. Books? I'm trying to remember. Isn't there two books left? <laughs> he's got to write more wild cards He's got to finish the then, current book yeah, he's yeah. on, then one more book. After. There's two books left. Yeah. Well, okay. You know what? Give give me one, then. I would like one, please. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I'd rather you just end it now or, like, because you add another book to it, you're going to be wanting more. Like, you're and, already and disappointed. Like, Let's stack more disappointment. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's utter ridiculousness. I I just wish that we could yeah get the last books because that's what I like. I liked Game of Thrones before the show came out. I was a big yeah. fan of the novels, and I I really would like to finish those. <laughs> that would be I really would love awesome. to know like was it just like the money? Like he once he got that bag from Game of Thrones, he's like you know what I don't I can kick back and do whatever the heck I want. And they got a good story out of what and maybe his opinion got a good story out yeah. of the TV show, so they don't end it. I don't know. Well. Every every couple months, you know, you know, Amazon the uh, Kindle will, will be like, "Look, here's another book from George R. R. Martin," and I'm like, "Hey, oh, <laughs> oh mm. it's another it's another thing I don't give a shit about." <laughs> and I can pick them too. Like I, 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 I the, the the Song of Ice and Fire, yeah. Uh, yeah. won't ever finish. The uh, the King Killer Chronicles, uh, yeah, Rothfuss, won't, won't ever finish. And I'm like, I'm just waiting for like a third or a fourth book, and in, in, in all these series. And, and they won't write them. And they're like, yeah, they, they write all these extraneous stuff. Like, like oh, here's a yeah. story from one of the characters in the book. And you're like, great. Now, can I can I have the next book, please? Like, uh, I want to progress this plot. <laughs> on the other hand, though, you you get those authors that, that, like, clearly, like, finish their whole arc. And then they write, like, six more books. <laughs> but, but I'm okay with that. If, if I'm reading so much of your stuff that I'm like, okay, I don't I don't want to read any more of this. Like at least that I've gotten my fill. Like like that's and you know, I can be like, okay, yeah. well, this arc is good. Don't read the rest of it because that's not great. That I don't. There's there's no. You don't get to know how it ends. Nice. It's one of our Brazil listeners. Oh. Thank you. How are you? Oh, okay. Thanks, okay. Like I had. Uh, I have no knowledge of Portuguese. Man. The boss, you're waiting for the new adaptation coming out. Okay, I want to address that real quick. Do not listen to We Got This Covered. That is fake <laughs> news. It, there, there is no It Chapter 3 as of now. I'm not going to say and there's never going to be because money talks. But as of now, there is no active development on an It Chapter 3. We Got This Covered is fake news. I saw that article circulating too. And they are, somebody yeah. checked their accuracy. They, they are, don't win at the end of it? They are point oh <laughs> four nice. five or point oh 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 four point or four five percent. So they're like not even a not percent a correct. So just um, ignore so, them. Hold on. Now, the, I thought they kill it at the end of it. But they kill yeah, the yeah. guys at the end of all horror movies. I'm saying that you know, yeah. there's nothing planned now, Max. I'm just okay. saying money does talk. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, can. Can can we get the magic space turtle this time? That's what I want. That's what I've yeah. wanted the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the whole just, time. Just watch the never ending story, and you have a magic space turtle. I, I, hate I, that I, I tried that a couple oh, months ago, and it was bad. Dark Tower. <laughs> yeah, you cram nine books to universe like the Avengers yeah. universe, and at the end of each like cycle, they do a Dark Tower movie. If, yeah, okay. Uh, I I would like it if they would spend the time to do. A, a proper dark tower, like you know. I think it's great for a TV show. Throw it on Netflix. Yeah, oh, uh, HBO could do Dark Tower. Yeah, for, yeah. For sure. 
Yeah. Uh, like that would be awesome. But like, but, yeah, they don't. That it's like, like I'm very surprised that they made a new Dune movie because like yeah. it's very hard to do well. And, and yeah. like you, you, you might need a four hour movie to to make yeah. it all work. Yeah. And and <laughs> so like, I was way. very surprised that they went for Dune again. But like the Dark Tower, the same way. Like the like, the books get bigger and bigger as you go, and there's seven yeah. books, and it also yeah. encompasses all of the Stephen King you know books that he's like ever written and and Stephen King himself so it's like there's this whole thing that's really really weird and hard to wow. do um but yeah they can't just you can't do a two hour movie and 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 you know even with no. Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey and make it work like <laughs> not yep. really do it um, Saj, there is a rumor that Stephen King is working on some kind of short story in the It universe, but I'm yes. there's nothing on the slate for diary, diary or anything right now. Diary, diary, diary. 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 Oh, diary. I don't, I don't care. Like, the last time Stephen King went back though with uh, Doctor Sleep, I thought he did a really good job. So I mean, if he wants to revisit the It world, yeah. especially Stephen King, I think Stephen King, too, right? I think, I think he's a better writer now than he was before. I, I think Stephen King already screwed up the It world by the end of the It book. So, mm -hmm. so it's touching it, it, each it, other's it, tongues and stuff, or whatever. No, no, no. no. I mean, do you, do, you, do, you, do you want me to go over the end right now? Because I can't. Yeah, <laughs> it is dumb. On, go ahead, man. <laughs> there's, there's a giant spider, and, and 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 the kids are are uh, sent to to do battle with it from a giant space turtle. That that tells them that they have to that that one of them has to lock tongues with the giant spider and tell jokes to each other. In in and and the first one to unlock loses because that's what what you do to a to a killer clown monster. You kiss it and tell a joke with your tongue in its mouth. Yes, that's that's got to be difficult. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean. That's a so shitty drug, kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's almost as as shitty an ending as as just insulting the the spider clown monster until it grows real small, and then and then then you beat it, and that's the end. I mean, neither of them worked for me. <laughs> it's almost right. as if this premise is cocaine fueled. Well, no, yeah, yeah, like 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 the actual TV miniseries had a better ending than both the book and 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 the movie. They just like go up to the spider and rip its heart out. There you go. It's all you need. I don't like the miniseries ending at all. And other happier news for our buddy Mike down there. David Lynch is coming back to television. Looks like for a Netflix project, which is has heavy Twin Peaks teases surrounding this property. And um, I guess the Palmers live on Wisteria Lane. Is that correct, guys? Um, I'll have to research again, like possibly. But yeah, it could be a tie-in. It could be the continuation of the return. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just good. I just like to see David Lynch working. He's working right now, technically, if you go to like his YouTube channel, David Lynch Theater. It's awesome. He does like daily weather reports. And, like, <laughs> He draw he does like a lottery on on his channel every day. And just to hear his voice being like, Today in California, it's overcast <laughs> slightly with a chance of some warmer weather as day goes on. And that's it. It's just like I could listen to that all day. And I do. <laughs> How many times have you guys watched him interrogate the monkey? Twice. 
twice. Zero. Yeah, I saw it Zero. twice. Twice. I've turned it on more times than that to mess with my kids, but um, yeah, twice. <laughs> man, no, it's good I just, stuff. I just got um, Elephant Man on Criterion. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. That is probably his most coherent film. Yes. <laughs> no, straight story. I mean, Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet is coherent. It just goes yeah. to some odd weird odd. places. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the story. Elephant Man, I think, is 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 his most. Yeah, it's it's just a straight story about it. No, I mean straight story. Guy. The yeah. movie Straight Story yeah, is pretty yeah. great too. <laughs> but I, mean, I wasn't I wasn't bringing that that one up. I was just saying that the Elephant Man is a straight story, uncapitalized, about <laughs> about a sad, deformed man. <laughs> no, no, I understand. I was bringing up Straight Story. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair, fair. I love uh, I love Lynch, and I love it when he's able to do what he wants to do that dude is too out there for me it's yeah. it's, it's just too much <laughs> see, this is why we need john in here so i can just see john's face like yeah i don't get it guys i don't get it ah, i'm angry now <laughs> i miss hot yeah. talkie orlando <laughs> fear of a black planet you know? hot take orlando dan did you finish the what? return yet no but i will I've heard that I, for three years now, Dan. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. There's so no, many things I need to days. watch. <laughs> uh, Dan, I will return. Speaking of the return, I will return oh. your uh, Baldur's Gate game because <laughs> I put it for, for 13 seconds, and I was like, this is not the Baldur's Gate that I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's, for you. Yeah. Hmm? Which Baldur's Gate now? I'm curious. It's the double pack that, that just came uh, out, the remastered on one. The Switch. Which which uh, Baldur's Gate did you think it was? Uh, the one from PS2. Oh, the hack and slash. Oh, oh, really? Oh, dude. Yeah, man. The other one's almost better. The one Dan gave you is a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, <laughs> just get yourself some Diablo, great. and and you'll you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I gotta go back to Diablo. I was like, yeah. it, it was way too much stuff. Yeah, I'm, this. I'm not this involved in the game. Oh come on, man! You got to pause it, and then you got to pick all your spells, and you got to <laughs> move the guys around, and then die anyway. And it's yeah. It's oh my gosh! Fun. When I was a kid, I used I could get past like a certain tavern because I kept clicking the wrong word choices, so they would just gang up and murder me. <laughs> like, hey, you insulted my mother. I'm going to murder you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Run away. Wait, your mother's a lovely woman. I said. <laughs> I was on GOG during their 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 giant sale and I, I grabbed all the old D D games like from, awesome. from the nineties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like uh I, I don't Neverwinter Nights the, and uh yeah, well yeah. no, no, like 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 the two Ravenloft ones. Oh, and, that old one. And, okay. and Eye of the Beholder one, two, and three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'll get that back to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and since since we're um, not doing Animaniacs this week, I, I was hoping you'd be available for a Shaolin Sofa. Oh yes, and, and I've got a movie movie options for you this time. We're gonna oh oh yeah. What what have we got here? Because this, this this will be a nice teaser uh, for you. Right, your choices are between The Great Wall and The Iron Man or whatever with um Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that I heard one. That's that awesome. one. <laughs> I, want, I want to see that one. I don't care about the Great Wall. I want to see that one. <laughs> the Great Wall had 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 the pretty boy actors in it, right? Yeah, Matt Damon, yeah, yeah, and, uh, Matt. and the Mandalorian. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> it also had. Does he, um, does he play the Mandalorian on the Great Wall? Because that, yes. that that could be worth it. As as far as I know, yes, he actually does. <laughs> hey, I was curious. Speaking Wait of shallow yeah. you guys ever you guys ever watch anything on El Rey, like any of the uh, Kung Fu movies or anything like that? The Santo movies, uh, the Luchador wow. Supernatural movies, uh, they they have those all the time on El Rey. We've huh. mostly just been uh, using Dan's extensive library of old Kung Fu movies. Um, so and, then, have- and then Max goes, this is old and dumb. And that, that's the end of the show. No, it's not. <laughs> it's no, a five-minute podcast. That is untrue. In <laughs> Animaniacs, yes. But for, for Shaolin Sofa, that is untrue. Well, okay. if you want to hear Max say that more, I'd recommend you get some movies off of El Rey. Okay, <laughs> like like the old amazing. like 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 Santos movies are on. Oh there? yeah, dude! Oh I saw, yeah, I saw Fist of Death over uh, over uh, Thanksgiving and so forth. <laughs> I love how happy Mike is right now. And then yeah. they had uh, Five Finger Five Finger. Uh, Got it. Uh, five Five Fingers of Death. Five Fingers of Death. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I blanked on that one, but yeah. I, where um, he's literally called Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like I, I, I showed Max. Um, Thank you, shit, my pets. The, the five deadly venoms, and he, he was not impressed. The five deadly venoms. He was like, "This is old and dumb," and I was like, "This, <laughs> this is great, Max." And he's like, "No, old and dumb." Yeah, it's old and dumb. It's yeah. Basically, if it's not the one with the with the cop that goes through the building with 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 the same plot as Judge Dredd, he doesn't like it. <laughs> oh, I dude, respect that. True. They had, uh, they had crippled <laughs> Avengers on as well. Oh, nice. The the master of the flying guillotine. I like that one. You you didn't like that one. Bullshit. Go back and listen to the podcast, man. You're like, you're like, this is stupid. And the guy is stretching and stuff. I don't like it. Uh, that would have the freaking the the the, 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 the fake ass Mister Fantastic, didn't it? Dalzim, but yes. <laughs> I, I just picture Max sitting down in a sofa with a box, a, a bucket of popcorn, and saying, "I am the law." Watching these different martial My pets are weird. We missed you last week. Hey. Welcome oh. to the party. Watching kung fu movies on El Rey. Hey, right there See? you go. You're supposed to be watching you. us. <laughs> no, not really. I, I probably take precedent over El Rey over, with El Rey movies, honestly, because they yeah. are amazing. <laughs> All right, I got to check that out. <laughs> uh, yes, um, some of us like various versions of the Child's Play movies. I like yeah. the first one. First one's good. I like, yeah. Some of us don't like the Child's Play movies at all. I like the two <laughs> newest ones the best. But I like the first two as well. I like it when they were comedies. Me too. That was my favorite part of those movies. The yeah. laughs I got out of it. Brian Chucky, I'm all rubber, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, didn't what's his name? Uh, Pippin from Lord of the Rings voice like his son or something? Probably. <laughs> I know that. Maybe. That's cool. Son of Chucky or something like that. I thought that was Billy Boyd or whatever his name is. I think that's his name. <laughs> yeah. Is it Sam? <laughs> Damn, Sam, Samwise from, from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he just walks around, talks about potatoes. You know, <laughs> roast them, mash them, put them in a stew, boil them in a stew. <laughs> All right, we'll go to break early today because uh, everybody's starting to get quiet. And I know Why after break, everybody you know, we're, we're fine. Lord of the Rings. We're talking right. about Lord of the Rings and kung fu movies and. I right, got some put on the topics and you try to cover for yourself. With yeah, the- really. <laughs> I, I, Jason, man, you can't. 
And just because you're pointing point at everybody else. Dodge has a question for us. I, okay. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys like Cats the movie? I okay. love Cats. Like, I mean, speaking I... of, I wish that was a David Lynch movie. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been. That would have been much better. <laughs> oh, man. That was terrible. I have not seen yes. Cats the movie. I don't plan to see Cats. You saw Cats the movie? Yes. Yes. I had to take the girl to watch Cats the movie. Uh, and I had to sit through it without complaining, and I only fell asleep once. So that's. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm, amazing. I watched it, uh, you know, streaming because it was supposed to be terrible, and I was like, "Well, let's watch this piece of shit then." So, <laughs> oh, absolutely! You don't you don't watch it because you think you'll oh, genuinely oh no. like get something out of it. Excited like, laughs. Like after after they they they. They adapted Les Miserables with, uh, I don't know, Angry Punchy Guy. And he couldn't fucking sing at all. So yeah, Judy Dench is is bad. Like, yeah, she is bad. In it. <laughs> yeah. We should do a remake of Cats and just throw oh, in that, Freudenberg. Like, who hurt you, bro? Who hurt you? Oh, Saj. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Saj. Everyone enjoys it for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like how I enjoy the room? I, I, yeah. did, I, did, uh, I did not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I have animated little cat buttholes on everybody. Like, that would have made the movie yeah. better. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that, that would be funny cool. for the first four minutes. Then I'd be upset seeing cat. Doesn't buttholes. that cut exist <laughs> of the buttholes in there? A butthole cut? <laughs> it should be. I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna watch it again. Two out. hours of deleted scenes. Of yeah. <laughs> Man, imagine having to be the F, the effects house that has to go back to work on that. Oh geez. <laughs> we have to remove you all the cat buttholes. Would you rather eliminate the Superman mustache or add cat buttholes? Well, no, then you throw in a third option. It's like, oh, it's either Superman mustache. We got to redesign Sonic the Hedgehog. Cat buttholes. Wait, wait, uh, can we, are, we, are we putting Superman mustaches on the cat buttholes? <laughs> no, what we're doing is we're putting a mustache and a cat butthole on Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, there we go. Or, or on Superman's face. It could be a strange goatee. Yes. I think I think Justice League would have been better if they animated cat buttholes onto his mouth. <laughs> That'd be a nightmare fuel. <laughs> no, still better. <laughs> Turn into a Cronenberg movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> this is why we don't go to commercial, so that <laughs> way we're all clean before Neil Ross shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forever unclean. Martha, why did you say that? <laughs> that is a hundred percent still thing. Supposed to come out? It was supposed to come out in March. Now they're saying it might come out sooner. What is it? The Snyder Cut. Oh God, we still talking so, about that shit? Yeah, that thing. yeah, the five minutes of extra extra footage. Hey, yeah, Max, yeah, bring up the Snyder Cut doubles. means it is time for us to go to break. Okay, everybody, we'll see you guys soon. See you. Well, what is happening? Oh God, oh. you you broke it, David Lynch, David. and we're back. <laughs> hey, oh, well, we said see you too. We can't go to break. I thought you were about to be inducing. Oh, Jesus, there's still just free frame on this. Sound. Sound. Sound.
I'm here with Sam Jones. Uh... <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. I, I was trying to back you up. I didn't realize my mic was muted. I was like, oh. What's I'm, happening? I'm to... <laughs> back on you again. Well, it's wonderful. I mean, Flash Gordon is, uh, you know, it's, it's iconic. It's amazing how the, the, the longevity just continues over and over. I think Ted and Ted, too, sort of resurrected Flash Gordon as well. They complimented that. And, uh, uh, I mean, before my fan base was my age and my children's age, and now a lot of times I'll get the the uh, grandfather, the son, and the grandson, a grandma, daughter, and granddaughter. It's wonderful generation. And, yeah, and it's you know, and I love doing uh, these conventions here with Wizard World. They're they're a class act, and and uh, looking forward to many many more. And uh, I was at your panel, and you said you've gotten uh, a few strange requests since. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, just people, you know, in the movie, of course, I'm married uh, the bear, and then, of course, the first time Johnny. Uh, so I, I get requests where people actually want me to either, one, marry them, uh, two, attend their bachelor party, and, or three, their their wedding. So it's, yeah, it's... That's got to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Is there, um, is there anything you, know, you just want to get out there real quick? Uh, you know, we got the, a lot of our fans here and fans of yours. Is there anything you want to say? Any message you want to give? Three Geeks Podcast. You better be, you better be tuning in. You better be watching. Or Flash Gordon's gonna hunt you down. There you go. Yeah, you got it. Flash Gordon. You don't want to mess with this guy. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's John Orlando from the PBD Cast. Are you wondering where you can find my podcast? Well, it's real simple. Just go over to pbdcast.com, the online home of yours truly, or it's available through all of those major podcasting platforms. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio app, and don't forget that every single Monday night at 8 o'clock, I do a live broadcast of the week's episode of the PBD Cast through the Facebook page. Just go over to Facebook.com and search for at PBDCast and join me every Monday night at 8 p.m. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get on out of here. So I'll chat at each and every one of you later. I'm Casper. And I'm Becky Gremlin. And we're the host of Don't Fuck With The Original. We are a spoopy horror podcast that pretty much covers everything under the genre. We cover haunted locations. We cover true crime, cryptids, movies, anything you can literally think of. We are all over it. Everything spoopy. On Wednesdays. And why? Wednesdays are for podcasts. Thanks, guys. Uh, Jason, what's wrong, man? You seem to be a little bit down in the dumps. I've just been searching the internet all day trying to find a podcast dedicated to Matlock, and I just I can't seem to find it. What? Funny you asked. Funny you mentioned that. I know of a podcast called Matt Talk, and it takes a look at every single episode of that beloved series and critiques it and reviews it, discusses it, even sometimes pokes fun at it. Is it Matt? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're the hosts of that. That's oh, right. Yeah, no, what do you? Yes, of course. Why? I don't understand why you forgot that. But nonetheless, folks, 
You can check out Matt Talk. We have a great Facebook page. It's at Matt Talk Podcast. You could get the episodes wherever you find podcast episodes. And we make it easy on you, don't we, Jason? Sometimes we just put we just put the link for Anchor right there in the description of each uh, announcement when an episode comes out. And all you got to do is click and listen. And Jason, where can folks get in touch with us if they want to comment, say on this silly commercial or on any episode of Matt Talk? All you need to do is go to benmatttalk at gmail.com. You can drop us a line on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Twitter account coming soon. Uh, yeah, get in contact with us. There you go. And right now we have uh, eight episodes in the can. We got plenty more coming up. So check it out. We love Matlock. We certainly do. And so with that, we'll see you in the courtroom. Well, not literally, figuratively. Bonjour tout le monde. It's uh, Jesse Camacho, and you're listening to the Three Geeks Podcast. <coughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> I love it when nice somebody mutes me and doesn't unmute me. Unmute. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I do like that... Um, that our listeners are, or watchers are communicating amongst themselves in the chat right now. So <laughs> kudos to you guys. Keep it coming. It help, really helps us out when you guys comment. So keep love, to, keep love to read your comments. I saw Adventures of Milo and Otis. Yeah. Have you guys uh, seen that? Way back in the day, probably. Yeah. yeah. Wholesome. I wasn't a major fan. I didn't realize that we were just literally watching two dogs wander through the world together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not really I my thing. I can watch um, my dog wander through the house and get about the me, same but it's amount actually of a dog and a cat. <laughs> yeah. See, it's a perfect voice. Never, never change. Somebody, somebody wasn't paying attention at all. <laughs> I, yeah, I love the, the pushing up of the imaginary. That's a Conan O'Brien. <laughs> He almost no, you almost sound like Schnepp when he used to do that voice, like almost to a T. But um, <laughs> I uh, I do want to say something about uh, Sam Jones. Uh, when I was in Saudi Arabia, it was the last night of the con. He was still at his booth at two o'clock, and the the head ups at Wizard World were like, "You guys can go home. Sam is go not going to leave until he signs everybody that worked, volunteered, an autograph for them." I'm like, that is so cool. Like. The con ended at eleven. It's two a.m. He's still signing autographs. No, that dude is cool. Like I, 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 I think my interview sucked. Like I wish that I was a better interviewer. Oh, fine. <laughs> but, uh, fine. But, uh, he was really cool. Like, like that, that, he's definitely a really cool dude. He seemed so, engaged, which is sometimes hard to do. Yeah, he's built like a fridge too. So I don't, I don't <laughs> mind you being intimidated. So yeah, it, you know, I'm a pretty big guy. So it's rare, like when I like somebody's just more massive than like <laughs> uh but yeah no he, he like he was just real fun and really cool and 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 uh you know it was great to meet him and stuff like that and, like outside of the interview um because we only had so much time and, and all that stuff but uh no, it was it, he's really cool i, I agree same same uh, I love watching our old interviews and then watching our new ones. Like you can tell the growth between watching the Sam Jones one and checking out the Chris Candy one we released just a couple days ago. I, yeah, I feel less and less like Chris Farley. Um, <laughs> um, remember that one time in the movie? Uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> the band down by the river. <laughs>
Um, yeah, you were in the Karate Kid. Can you? Um, yeah, that was cool. Can you tell me just a little bit more about it? Did you um, actually learn karate moves? Yes. Uh, how's come you're not in Cobra Kai? Um, why did they cut you oh. out? Can you Ooh. please explain? And where is that weird guy from part three that looked like Steven Seagal? Is he coming back? <laughs> For the longest time, I thought that dude was Jason David Frank. <laughs> I was like, that was almost the interview. I did I did real, when, I, when I first saw Power Rangers, I'm like, is that, that, is that the dude from Karate Kid part three? It looks like the dude from Karate Kid part three. <laughs> even though it wasn't. <laughs> Oh man, back in high school. <laughs> man, so much is happening this week. I think we have some more topics. I'm trying to remember if I put anything in the description. Um, <laughs> Mike, how's your Smallville view watch going? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I'm good, huh? Hey, I'm, go I'm going to, uh, like, I'm, I'm in the midst. It's, it's really interesting to try and watch this show while you're also trying to organize your thoughts about episodes to talk about this show like i'm in the middle i'm probably going to release a primer episode that's just like look guys here's what the show is about here are some of the major players because i don't feel like tackling i'm kind of putting off wanting to talk about season one but at the same time i'm watching like season three and i'm like oh my brain it hurts so much <laughs> but yeah uh Very all for cool. the all for the art all for the work <laughs> <laughs> I, I kudos to you because like as somebody who enjoyed the show in its initial run or some of it, I uh, I can't get myself to watch it again. Yeah, there, yeah. there's there's stuff that I'll be like, oh that's that's fine, that's good. Uh, but then there's stuff I'm just like, okay, we did this last episode. Okay, we did yeah. this last last episode. We did this last episode, last episode, last episode, last episode. Oh man. And that is why there is no 16 Candles remake revolution yet, Brian. <laughs> everybody keeps getting I'm knocked out every episode. I'm sorry. This is why. Uh joining us live, we have the very talented Neil Ross. Neil, how are you doing today? I'm good. Have we started or we're Yeah, we're live. You're joining us during our live show. How are you doing? Good, good. How about yourselves? Good. We can't wait to talk to you again. We're looking forward to this. Oh, good. I like enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Neil, what have you been up to since uh, I think we talked last in September? How's things going? Well, it's um, pretty much the same, you know. We're, uh, we're being careful, and uh, that involves a lot of staying home and uh, not mm -hmm. seeing people, which is kind of sad. But, uh, you know, especially with the finish line in sight, you know, who wants to be the last uh, man shot uh, just as the war is ending, right? <laughs> I'm out, guys. I'm almost done. There's a day left. There's plenty of women. Yeah, just don't don't start talking about the new edition you're gonna put on, or like you know what what you plan on giving the wife when you get home. <laughs> Three days from retirement. <laughs> well, sometimes it happens. I had a buddy whose uh, dad dropped dead. Like you know, he'd already bought the Winnebago and it was sitting in the driveway. And oh man, you know, you just don't know. Mm -hmm. That would be my. Got to embrace it now while you can. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, last time you were on, we left off in 1985. And uh, <laughs> uh, the first question I want to ask you about is, I know this is a show Max was a huge fan of, uh, Centurions. Uh, how did you get involved with that? Uh, the same way that I got involved with j just about everything else, and that was uh, an audition. Somebody was kind enough to invite me to read for the show, and in I went. And something kind of weird uh, happened. Uh, you know, a lot of what we do is, uh, or back then, you know, now uh, you're in a vacuum. I audition from my home studio. I never meet the people who will make the decision. But in those days, in a lot of cases, right through the glass were the people who were going to decide. So you would audition with one eye on the page and the other eye looking in the window to see if anybody was jumping up and down and high-fiving, you know, you would try to judge how. And if, it, if they looked bored or uninterested, you'd say, let me try something else, let me try something else. And so you're doing variations on a theme and I stumble into a voice and they love it. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, what am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing. And, uh, but it sounds familiar. <laughs> so anyway, they say thanks a lot and I leave. And at some point it suddenly hits me. Oh my God, I've ripped uh, my friend Pat Fraley off. That's a voice. he does. Oh dear. What do I do? You know, and I didn't do anything. So then we show up for the, <laughs> we show up for the callbacks and who's sitting in the green room, Pat Fraley. And I said, geez, Pat, I got to make a confession here. I stole this voice from you. He says, that's interesting. That's the same voice I used when I audited. <laughs> and I said, what the hell are we going to do? And uh, he said, well, nothing. You know, we're not both going to get this job anyway. Like, you know, no, no harm, no foul. Well, sure as shooting, they booked both of us. And now we show up at the first session. And they play the reference tapes, and they've essentially chosen the same voice for two different characters. <laughs> what the hell are we going to do? Unfortunately, we were good friends with the director, and he says, you guys work something out. So we went back to the time-honored tradition, goes all the way back to the golden age of radio. Uh, my old friend Vic Perrin telling me about how he worked with another guy named Harry Bartell, and they had kind of similar voices. And so they'd get called in to do an episode of Gunsmoke, the radio version, and they'd just go, well, you go high, I'll go low, and that solved the problem. So that's what we did on Centurions. The trouble was uh, Pat suggested I go high, and he would go low, and I think he's better at going high than I am. Anyway, the first couple of episodes were very conscious of this whole thing, especially the, the director. Every time I do a line, everybody's screaming, higher, higher, higher. If I get any higher, I'm going to get offers from the Vienna Boys Choir. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Calm the hell down. And then finally, we worked it out, and, and, and we were able to separate the voices. But that was... That, that was one of the odd things that happens now and then, you know. You, you, I mean, you get in a, an audition, you're riffing like mad, uh, and it, it isn't until you get out of there you realize, oh, I was, I was doing a sort of a Walter Brennan-ish thing in there. I didn't even realize it. You know, well, you know, Walter is no longer in the business, so that's not a problem. <laughs> but when you start ripping off close personal friends, uh, yeah, it can, you know. <laughs> Uh, do you prefer that though? Like when you can kind of get that automatic feedback, you know, like okay, well, I need to I need to try something else, so this is definitely not working. Um, is that is oh, that something you miss? 
Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, and here I have a thing I can pull to take myself off the air when I'm coughing, but I don't use it. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I call it the invisible dartboard these days. It's like they put a blindfold on you and say, well, there's a dartboard somewhere in here. See if you can hit it. <laughs> and um, as I say, in those days, you would look through the window and there'd be three or four people in there and you'd, you'd keep your eye on them and, uh, and, and just keep changing it up until everybody started jumping up and down, you know, and we don't have that anymore. At least um, I don't. <laughs> um, I was curious. I, I wasn't able to uh, sit in on the prior interview with you in September, but it's a pleasure to see you there. My name is Mike. And I've oh, been Mike. a fan of actually a lot of your shows without even realizing it and um, recognizing like, wow, you mentioned like Pat Fraley, who I would remember from something like Ninja Turtles. And mm -hmm. also like that whole stable of voice actors from especially around that time period who are, you know, you're all still finding a lot of work and still being able to kind of work with each other. I'm, I'm curious, like, is there a particular rhythm you get into with certain actors when you find, hey, we're working on this project together and we've been working since, yeah, like since 1985 or since like maybe the, the Spider-Man show or something like that? Are there moments like that where you're kind of like you figured out how to kind of read the other actor's performance and what to kind of complement it with if you find yourself working against them frequently? Yeah, sure. That's helpful. The better you know them, um, you know, it, it's, I, I know Pat, for instance, is uh, monumentally talented and uh, he's also a nice guy and he's got, he's fun to work with. You know, some people can, can be a little annoying in the studio, but uh, you know, Pat and, and many others, it's, it's just, you find out they're in the cast and you go, oh, okay, great. He'll be fun. He'll, he'll be, he'll be a, a delight to work with. And yeah, you kind of, you can kind of guess w what they're going to do with a line, but now and then they'll surprise you, which is good because then maybe that uh, inspires you to do something a little different with your line. And uh, that's the chemistry of acting. It's more about reacting to what the other actor does. Do you have a favorite voice that you've done? Well, I tend to uh, like the ones that are popular. <laughs> so, so I'm very fond of a uh, good old shipwreck from G.I. Joe. And uh, uh, from Transformers, uh, Springer. A lot of people like Springer. And then the chap on the upper left, uh, the Green Goblin. People are uh, quite enthusiastic about him. And of course, I have a, a soft spot in my heart for uh, the Voltron fellas. Because that was the first uh, big series I ever booked. You know, prior to that time, I was bouncing around doing guest appearances here and there. And suddenly, I have essentially the lead role in a huge series they're going to do 125 of them you know nice. it's like wow maybe i do have a, a shot at this business <laughs> wow got really quiet <laughs> well that's the tough part about interviewing i did that job briefly and you have to listen to what the person is saying obviously mm -hmm. yeah uh, but you also have to have a question in the in your 
back pocket if they suddenly stop talking. <laughs> Sometimes you get so focused on what you're going to ask next that you miss something. And the guy goes, and that was uh, 1949, just after I murdered my mother. <laughs> so, uh, what's your favorite role? And there, and the <laughs> he murdered his mother, you idiot. What kind of excitement is going, going through your head when you book uh, something like Voltron? Well, as I said back then, I was uh, this ex-disc jockey with little or no formal training as an actor uh, other than sort of self-taught training, some radio uh, comedy stuff that I had been involved in. But there was nobody to tell me if I was any good or not. I had one agent opine that uh, my demo sounded pretty good. But, you know, I would go into these sessions expecting somebody to go, this isn't working. Well, this guy's some ex-disc jockey. Get him out of here. Get an actor in here. And uh, that, that Voltron uh, booking kind of was the first inkling I had that uh, maybe I could make it in this business, that it wasn't uh, the other jobs weren't just flukes. Yeah, you absolutely did make it in this business. Mm -hmm. Your resume is amazing. Um, I know Spider-Man, uh, Green Goblin is probably one of the things that when you go to cons, everybody's running up talking to you about. But uh, what was your time like working on as the Green Goblin? Well, it was a, it was a tough uh, voice. To, well, it's not a tough voice to do, but it, it, it was so loud and so over the top. And the director wanted uh, many, many takes. Ooh. And there were sessions I would leave with a splitting headache uh, because of what I'd been doing. But I thought it was worth it, well worth it. And I, you know, I have no regrets. It was, uh, you know, one of those roles that everybody loves and everybody remembers. And, uh, um, I was curious uh, to kind of go off of that because I know you had previously portrayed the character on like Spider-Man and his amazing friend or Norman Osborn, at least on Spider-Man and his amazing friends briefly, but also a, a plethora of other Marvel characters as it were. It's like, is there, is there a certain quality you try to keep in mind for when it is a particular show, like say a superhero show compared to a purely comedic kind of old fashioned cartoon? Oh, sure. You, you know, you have to sort of alter your, um, your approach, you know, every, every show sort of has its own tone and you have to alter your performance to fit in. you know, if the director says, I remember, I remember Wally Burr, who, as you probably know, directed uh, both uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers, he said what he was shooting for was the, the level of performance that you would see and hear in the old movie serials, which you guys wouldn't be familiar with. I'm only familiar with them because we saw some of them when I was a kid at the YMCA. They used to show movies, and they would show these serials always ended with a cliffhanger every episode. It was like watching television once a week, except, you know, we had to show up at the YMCA. And uh, they were they were produced cheaply, you know, uh, by these studios. They were ma mainly aimed at kids on Saturday morning, just like the cartoons. And, and they had a certain level of performance, and that's what Wally was going for, those old serials from the 40s. You're saying something blasphemous, and I'm not hearing it. 
I'm sorry, we're doing a little shop talk. Back oh, okay. <laughs> That's your, your question. We're trying, to, we're trying to get that next question prepped. Yeah. Do you get excited yeah, when um, you find out one of the voices you did gets to come back and be a part of another show, like Mike was saying with uh, Green Goblin? Because you, you voiced Green Goblin in many, many different iterations. And when you find out they're going to use that character again, do you have to audition? Or do they call you up and say, hey, we're doing Spider-Man. You're really great as the Green Goblin. Would you like to be the Green Goblin again? There's not very much of that. In fact, uh, sometimes having done the character previously works against you because whenever they reboot a show, it's like they want to put their stamp on it. They don't want any part of that old show because we're going to do a lot better. <laughs> and that sort of includes the actors. I'm not sure if the people who did... Uh, Spider-Man, the animated series, even knew I had done those characters in the past, and I sure wasn't about to tell them. And yes, I had to audition for it. Sure, absolutely. So, no, the, I, the only time, well, you've done this before, we like you back again. It happens occasionally, um, but not very often, not very often in our line anyway. It's not like you... You know, you're playing Spider-Man in the movies. And sometimes they change actors even in the movies, you know. It's... Oh, yeah, no, especially Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, Spider-Man changes every week. <laughs> I, it drives me nuts when I'm watching a show and then the voice changes. I like it when the voices stay somewhat consistent. Yeah, I can see where that would be a problem. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I... I was not involved in the show or the movie. I was just on the sidelines. But when they did the movie version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and replaced everybody with celebrities, I was hoping the kids would rise up in righteous indignation and not, <laughs> not go to this movie. But no, they showed up in droves. <laughs> and the producers look at that and go, well, it doesn't matter. They don't have any loyalty to these voices. Uh, we don't need to worry about that. On the other hand, you get in a situation like, uh, you know, The Simpsons. Yeah. You're going to replace Nancy Cartwright? You're going to replace Dan Castellaneta? I don't, I don't think so. Not without an uproar. Well, you know, even if they found an absolute dead-on sound-alike, would they have the acting chops? Which is, the, you know, everybody thinks it's about the voice. And obviously you have to do some kind of a voice. But then it's the, the acting. Mm -hmm. In the chemistry, I mean, for a cast like The Simpsons that have been together for 28 years, you can't replace that chemistry. No, no, I don't think you can. Yeah. And, uh, I've seen those guys do that live, and mm -hmm. they're definitely feed off each other very, mm -hmm. very well. Mm -hmm. that, no, it'd be that crazy to change. Oh, sorry. That uh, brings up an interesting point, the idea of, like, uh, just even in shows that you're currently working on, when I know this was kind of a thing in, in certain shows where, say, for example, Pratt, Pat, Pat Fraley was voicing a character that's pretty well known. And then one episode, I'm like, that's not Pat Fraley in that character. Someone's covering for him or like Townsend Coleman or someone like that. Like, did that ever have to happen to you where a character you would voice regularly, maybe whatever due to circumstances, they needed someone else to cover that voice for you? You know, the only time I can think of that that I'm aware of, somebody pointed out that uh, on one God, people it's funny people just some people anyway just obsessed <laughs> over these shows but i remember i got an email from a guy and he said in such and such an episode of transformers i think it was transformers you're supposed to be this character but it's somebody else's voice and he actually sent me a clip of the thing and he was right 
And he said, what happened? I said, I honestly don't know. Obviously, Wally and I screwed up somehow. And, uh, you know, or there was a foul up in the editing process. I don't know. Uh, but the only character I know for sure that got somebody else did was this character. I don't know if you guys remember Hector Delgado. Not Hector Delgado. What am I saying? Uh, what was his name? He was, he was sort of a ripoff of... Um, uh, Geraldo Rivera. He was the, sort of the, the newsman in all these different shows. What was his? What was his? Oh, Hector Hector Ramirez. <laughs> and and uh, he was the eager young uh, reporter, and he was n never a regular, but he would pop up. He was in uh, uh, GI Joe, and he was in um, uh, what was the, the show that. The women, a gem. He was in Gem, and he was in Inhumanoids. Nice. And he was in one episode of Transformers, and it's not my voice. <laughs> and I know nothing about it. Uh, you know, he only had a couple of lines, and all I can think is somebody said, "Oh, this is a minor character. Nobody will notice." Uh, Fred, can you do this? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have I have no answer for that, but that's the only one I know where they uh, where they stuck somebody else in there. Right. Yeah, Hector you... Delgado is uh, is shipwreck. What am I saying? Yeah, Hector <laughs> when you go into the vocal booth, let's say you're um, doing a series or a character that's already been voiced before. Do you listen to the previous voice, or do you go at it completely from your own? Like when you're, when you're saying you're, it was voiced by, <clears throat> you're, you're saying it was voiced by another person. Yeah, I mean, you, when you take over or when you do the same character somewhere down the line, do you go into it fresh or do you check out what the previous person brought to the role? I don't think I've ever had that experience. Uh, everything I've done, uh, you know, I it started from scratch. Okay. You know, there are times when they want to sound alike because an actor is just not available. Usually that happens with celebrities. <clears throat> this is a little known area of the business, but uh, if you can absolutely do a particular actor who is hot dead on, uh, you'll work because what happens is they're, they're in the, they're in post-production and they suddenly realize, oh my God, when he did this line, a car went by. Oh, what are we going to do? Can we get him? And he, well, no, he's in Europe shooting a movie. Oh, if they can, if there's a guy available who can run in and loop that line and nobody realizes it, everybody's thrilled, including the big star. In fact, <laughs> I know of one instance where the star became aware that there was a guy who could do him. And he went around and said, you ever have a problem, call this guy, because he's perfect. <laughs> you, know, cause, you know, they'll come in and loop a line, but sometimes it's just, they're, you know, a continent away working on something else. And, and there's, you know, these people are under the gun time-wise. And there's a lot of that in movie trailers where they want a character to say a line that they never really said in the movie. <laughs> and again, the, can you match this voice, which I'm not any good at. Once in a, a blue moon, I'll luck into something. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a there are people subject. who are, you know, Corey Burton, for instance, is just marvelous at that. Uh, it's amazing. 
Um, yeah, that's like you know, actors are you're like in um the the Quentin Tarantino movie when like Brad Pitt was always Leonardo DiCaprio's stunt double. Like it's like okay, well, if you need any voice work, you call this guy. Like he's my guy. Like that's that's pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it just, was, it just it's so helpful for everybody, you know. And and it's certainly no infringement on the star. They don't need it, right? You know. Just a hassle for them to show up to do this one line. It's so much easier to plug this guy in. Anyway, no. Um, I was really curious because uh, I saw that you were also in Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, which was yes. one of my favorite Adult Swim <laughs> shows. Um, I'm curious when it comes to say a show that when you go into, you know, like okay, this is meant for say an older audience than a lot of the a lot of the cartoons or a lot of the shows that I'm accustomed to voicing for, is there a benefit or a drawback to kind of gearing your voice or your performance more towards older audiences or anything like that, or things that might tackle more adult themes? Like, yeah, well, you have to, you know, in a lot of cases they want, uh, they'll say this, we want it to sound like it's on camera. We're animating it, but you know, we want it to sound just the way the soundtrack or the audio track of uh, Breaking Bad sounds or, you know, pick pick your show. <laughs> and so obviously, start doing a voice like this, you know, you, and in a lot of cases, you just use your more or less your natural voice and and you underplay. And uh, so, yeah, sure. Absolutely. You have to make the adjustment, although that uh, Harvey Birdman character was so ridiculously over the top that uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't underplaying, but right. The whole yeah. premise is that it's a law firm and cartoon characters show up. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then he did that, all that stuff, which is actually rather hard to do. <laughs> I always dreaded that. It's like, oh, I got to do that nonsense stuff again. I'll do that. When you sit down and you've been given a character that's never been done before, it's <laughs> never been in any kind of medium, how do you go about finding the voice for that character? Well, I don't think that I'm any different from anybody else, although I could be wrong, but you walk in most of the time in the green room there's a bulletin board and there's a, a picture of the character head head on and profile just like in prison <laughs> and then there's a two or three paragraph description of his uh, you know his personality his foibles what have you and then sometimes there's a suggestion uh we think this, we hear this as a gruff voice, but we're open to uh, any interpretation you may have. Sometimes there's no direction at all. I, don't, I forget, I, I don't know if I did this rap for you guys. Sometimes in these games, they give you the, like two-page biography of the character, but it tells you nothing about the characters. It's, he participated in the Foonman Wars in the such-and-such such galaxy. This tells me nothing. What I need to know is... <laughs> He's a he's a nasty, self-absorbed little prick, or he's this, or he's that, and we think maybe a high-pitched voice, but you know, do do what you think is best. But you never get that. You just get this two-page thing about you know some sci-fi story, which really doesn't tell you anything. Anyway, 
So you're looking at these two little drawings and you absorb uh, the information. And then if all goes well, you begin to hear a voice in your head that you think should be coming out of that character's mouth. And that's what you do when you go into the audition. You also try to have two or three alternatives in your hip pocket in case you start to do what you think is a winner. And they go, no, 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 no. We don't want that. What else you got? You know, you better have another couple of voices in mind or you're just, that's all I got. <laughs> so that's my process. And I'm, I, I, I got to believe most of the rest of the folks do it more or less the same way. You know? Have you ever tried to play it opposite? You're like, okay, well, you know, they, they, they see gruff guy, you know, like, like sort of like a Mike Tyson situation where like the voice doesn't necessarily match like yeah. the picture, but uh... <laughs> I'm not remembering anything specific, but I'm sure I've done that. You know, you, you want to, you want to try to, if you can sometimes come up with something unique. Uh, what flashes into my mind is uh, a, Christopher Walken in the movie Biloxi Blues, where he was the uh, platoon sergeant. You know, and if if I go in to read for platoon sergeant, I'd probably say, I don't even want to get this job because they're going to want this kind of thing. And I can't do that over a long period of time. <laughs> but what Christopher Walken did was not the cliche top sergeant by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> yeah. but it was really compelling. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, once in a while you'll get an, an idea like that. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Um, I had a question. I know I'm asking a lot You're of questions, fine, but I, I find voice, <laughs> I find voice acting to be really, really fascinating, especially when there are actors who, are able to transition to several different mediums with their voice. Uh, when you first start getting into, say, video game uh, voice acting, for example, because uh, I know you've been called upon to voice characters, but also to kind of play the role of narrator uh, with certain projects. Is there ever been a particular project in that medium that you found more engaging or really drew you into, you know, crafting this character over the span of a video game games are tough because there's no storyline you know i was talking i i don't think it was you guys maybe somebody else i don't know but you know what what's your process as, as an actor and i and i say it's no big mystery i have a character hopefully i understand that character and i have a story and the story and the character tell me more or less how to read the lines. Once in a while, a director will want a, a variation, but I mean, it, it's that simple. It, it all boils down to motivation, your character's motivation. The old joke, you know, the actor screaming at the director, what's my motivation? And the answer is scale plus 10. But <laughs> seriously, folks, I'm here all week. Um, that, 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 that's my process. Um, and, uh, where the hell was I going with this? What, what was your difficulty of video, oh, video games? <laughs> difficulty of video games. Oh yeah. Video story. games. Well, there's no story because, and there's no actor to work with. I've never worked with other actors on a game. I'm always alone. 
and we're not playing scenes necessarily. I'm doing lines depending on what the player does. And it's very, very difficult. Uh, you know, it, it's not the same as telling a flowing story that begins, has a middle, and has a denouement. Uh, this is um, lines in the clear. A lot of times there's no real explanation for why you're saying this or, you know, so it's, um, it's, it's similar to animation, but it's very, very different. The, the reason that it's funny, I used to get so angry with uh, Wally and some other, but he was, he was the biggest offender. You're trying to play a scene and he would keep interrupting. So in other words, an actor would throw me a feed line like, I'm going to get you. And my line is, oh, no, you're not. Well, Wally wouldn't like the, I'm going to get you. So I would jump in with, oh, no, you're, no, we need to go back. Uh, Chris, could you do that? You know, And he would do that to me like 10 or 11 times. And finally, you go, oh, the hell with it. And you go sit in a chair in the back. And then, of course, the actor gets the line right. And now Wally's looking in the window like, where are you with your line? <laughs> well, I was there 10 times, Wally, and you cut me off. But I, as a result of all of that, I learned how to ramp up a line from nothing. You know, oh, no, you're not without the feed line. And that has helped me in games because again i'm ramping stuff up out of nowhere with no idea what the storyline really is and so you know i can hear wally in uh, in in, uh, in in animation heaven chortling and going see i knew what i was doing all along so when you uh when you work for the uh primetime emmy awards or the uh AFI Lifetime Achievement Awards. Uh, what what's that experience like? What are they? What do you, what are you doing when you do those award shows? Uh, mostly uh, praying fiercely that I don't screw up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's an interesting thing, and uh, <clears throat> it's funny. I started at the top. Uh, the first one of these I ever did was the uh, Academy Awards in two thousand three. And I had never done anything like this. And the director who cast me uh, offhandedly, he knew, he'd actually listened to me when I was a disc jockey and remembered me from that. And he said, you'll, 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 you'll be good for this because you've got a live uh, background, live broadcasting background. And I didn't think a great deal about it. But when I got in there and started doing the rehearsals, I realized what he was talking about. Because, uh, you know, a, a lot of people in our in the voiceover business uh, did not come out of radio. I don't know where they come out of, but they've never done anything live. They breathe into a studio and they go, well, this should be easy. I'll knock this out around take seven or eight. <laughs> well, when you're live, there's nothing but a bunch of take ones. And uh, <laughs> that's the only shot you get. Well, I'd spent 20 years being live. Obviously, there wasn't as much on the line as there is with the Academy Awards. But the big difference, of course, is when you're a disc jockey, you can kind of control things. You get in trouble, you spin a record real fast and figure out what went wrong. But these shows, uh, they roll on like a giant uh, wheel, and you got to be one of the cogs that fits in when they say, stand by, announce, announce, go. That's when you do it, not before not much after i mean you got to be on your toes and um 
you know, I learned very quickly, I couldn't watch the show. What I had to do was page ahead to my next announce and make sure I knew what my cue was so I would be ready to hear the, the guy on the phone saying, announce, go. And I just could not focus on the acceptance speech. I don't care how heartwarming it was. If I got distracted and started watching the show, I would blow a cue. I knew that. So a lot of times you'll uh, you'll want to go back and watch the show because you really missed most of it. You were concentrating on on your part. And I was I was very lucky. I it was a two person show, the Academy Awards. I worked uh, uh, with with Randy Thomas, who does a lot of award shows, and she was very generous, very very helpful. I wouldn't have made it through without her. And then I did the primetime show on my own and the AFI stuff on my own. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a, I mean, especially the Academy Awards. I mean, you're looking at this, uh, I had a, a thing with a red button and a green button. And when I pushed the red button, it would start to pulsate. And that meant my mic was hot. And I'm looking at that red button and I'm going, when I push that thing, it's worldwide. <laughs> Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and the theater is the cream of Hollywood, you know. And you don't want to be the guy who goes, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Although Jack would probably think that was hilarious. but you know. And so it's a, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. I, I couldn't. Be, I would misuse that power and get fired, like, immediately. That's <laughs> well, it's, you, you know, there were, there were, I thought about, not doing it. I mean, I was so scared. I thought, I'm going to tell him I can't do this. And then I thought, uh, you're years old. If, if you can't do this now, you never will. So uh, stop fooling around and get the job done. But <laughs> a very intense uh, three and a half hours, I'll tell you. So um, you've yeah, done award shows, you've done voiceover. So um, what do you personally enjoy doing the most? Is it like announcing for something like pressure luck doing the award shows or is it sitting down developing the character and doing you know some of the animation work i gotta tell you i love it all you know every phase of the thing has its pluses and minuses but i uh, <clears throat> whatever whatever they want i'm i'm i enjoy all of it you know that's why i i've been so damn lucky i mean how many people get to spend their entire, virtually their entire professional life doing something they love. I initially loved radio. Eventually that began to become, it was like a marriage that was going bad, you know, and just my luck along came voiceovers and suddenly I'm back doing something I love again and I've never fallen out of love of it. You know, any, any phase of it. I th I'm thinking the only thing... <laughs> I, I used to do a job for these infomercials and they would have a piece of copy like uh, call, you know, insert number here. And if you do, you'll get this, that, and the other. Don't forget that number. It's insert number. That number again is insert number. I was showing one piece of copy and there'd be like 150 phone numbers. You got to do it over and over and over again, plugging in a different phone number. I must confess, that was a trifle tedious. I <laughs> had to work, don't get me wrong, but uh, I would actually go into an, a weird alpha state and I would finally finish 
And if you'd said to me, how long do you think that took? I would say 45 minutes. And then I'd look at the clock and realize I'd been in there for three hours <laughs> or whatever it was. You know, it was just, it, it's like, where was I during most of that time? I, <laughs> and I'd say to the engineer, did you listen to all of this? Are you sure I got all those numbers? Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm suffering from amnesia. <laughs> it's like just driving down a long straight road, right? You know, it's like I don't something know how long like I've been doing this. <laughs> something like that. But you know, that's one tiny little example. But I love it all, man. It's great. So um everybody that's watching, check out his book, Vocal Recall. You can get it from Amazon. And I have read uh, about half of it so far, and it is great. It's absolutely fascinating. It goes through you know, his career, life, just a lot of stuff going on, um, his radio career. Highly recommend it. Vocal Recall. I'll put the link in the description of this video as well. Neil, thank you so much for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure, as always, very entertaining and very um, educational. Oh, thank you, Jason. Oh, I enjoy doing this. I, uh, you know, I talk about my favorite subject, me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's my pleasure. And uh, I, also, the, there's an audio version of the book. Mm. Is it read by you? Uh, yes. Amazingly enough, oh. uh, yeah, I, was like, I won this hugely competitive audition to be the narrator of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but... Uh, yeah, so it's available at the website, or if you're an Audible person, um, it's available at Audible as well. And uh, so, should you want to hear me read that in my dulcet tones, uh, you can. <laughs> awesome. Again, Neil, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody, you guys can find the links to all of Neil's stuff in the description of this video or this audio, or watch any animated thing from the 80s <laughs> you can find neil, neil is like our other fr uh, friend of the show larry hankin where he is in everything <laughs> and well, you know uh i'll give you the answer to that that frank welker gave to me once <clears throat> when i was just barely in the business and i didn't know who frank was mm -hmm. all i knew was every place i showed up to work he was in the show and about the fifth time that happened, I said, are, are you in everything? He said, I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's the goal. Yeah. Again, thank you so much. Um, uh, yeah, we look forward to talking to you again sometime in the future. All right, guys. Thanks again. I enjoyed yep. it. Thank you. Stay safe out there. I shall endeavor to do that. You do the same. All right. Thank you. I'm leaving you. the studio. Neil is a lot of fun. I've had Larry call me six times um, since that interview. So I'm going to leave this podcast up to uh, Max and Mike for a second while I go find out what Larry needs. And guys, have fun. Uh, All right. See you. I have trouble with Neil Ross just because like, I'm kind He's of back. starstruck. Starstruck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, uh, you, you played one of my favorite. It's the same. It's the same Chris Farley thing. I'm like, remember yeah. when, when sure. you made this this cartoon? Uh, was, was that a lot of fun? Uh, and, yeah, he's, he's got such a, he's got such a story career that I'm sure you know. I'm sure he gets a lot of these questions about certain characters or certain right. series yeah. quite a bit. That it's like you got to have a response at this point, but. 
you know, you don't want to be that guy. You don't know? want to be that guy. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of the that's kind of the magic, but also the challenge of it. Like you said, just make sure you have another question in the back pocket. Right. <laughs> it's a fun industry to learn about too. I mean, you oh, yeah. Really oh, yeah. It's one of the most like uh, adaptable kind of professions I feel because, like you said, you could do announcing, you could do DJing, yeah, voicing characters for a series. You know, not having any context, but they still want your voice in a video game. Like, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a little sad. I didn't get to ask him about the Knights of the Old Republic. Um, <laughs> I, because I, I, like the character that he plays, I think you get to kill him. So like, I wonder, <laughs> like, doing the possible death scenes. You like, so next time we have Neuron on again, I need to ask him about that. Like, I'll, so, I'll need to ask him about uh, death scene. How how does that go? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Like a lot of the industry stuff, I'm really curious. Like I, 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 I forgot to ask him. Like, you know, putting together a reel. Like, what is what are some of the core tenants you feel for a voice actor to have in their demo reel to bring huh. to like, you know, producers and things like that. Like, what do you need? What are they looking for? Like, and do you have time? visuals to that? <laughs> <laughs> like, like can you just send them a tape? Like, like you're 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 in an unsigned band with, with just like, <laughs> you know, random things on it. Like, <laughs> well, no, cause you know, for a while I've been, I, I've been playfully dabbling with getting into some kind of voice acting. And so I have oh. put together reels before. And so it's, it's very, it can be very nerve wracking because it's like, <laughs> well, you need to change your inflection on this tone, or they're actually looking for something more along this lines and constantly oh. Like what Lavoy was saying, I was like, I've been there with smaller stuff, with smaller projects. Absolutely, it's like, huh? Like well, Jay heightened in the industry, Neil Ross. Oh, that guy's awesome. I called there at the uh, the wrong time. He was thinking the wrong time for his podcast, so that's why he was blowing me up. He's like, "Where the fuck are these guys?" <laughs> <laughs> We got like, somebody else. Talk. What the hell? He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had the wrong time. I'll talk to you oh. soon. <laughs> John's like, what the hell happened, man? <laughs> we got 20 no. minutes. What should we talk about, guys? <laughs> there was we some more controversial stuff. <laughs> but yes, I um, his agent sent us a copy of the book, and I know Scott's been reading it too. Oh, so cool. everybody out there should check it out. And I'm pretty sure I sent it to all of you guys too to check out. But um, this is the vocal recall one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta read that. It's good stuff. So cool. But um, I am exhausted. So we're gonna end this podcast just a little <laughs> early because I would like to close my eyes for like 20 minutes before I start the Larry Hankin show. Because unlike John, I have been doing this. For the last two hours, so I gotta do this yep, again. Hardest working, oh. hardest working man, three geeks. Oh, Justin, <laughs> I, I'm gonna air this on the air. We have a lot of interviews this week. I took oh. two weeks off, but the interviews kept coming, so I scheduled them all for this week. <laughs> There's uh, one tomorrow, two on Tuesday, but one of them is Jim Candy. So that no, no, Jim Candy's next week. One of them is Scott Valentine, which I'm doing with John. And then there's a couple others. The director of Amityville Harvest, if uh, Mike or Dan would like to join us for that. that <laughs> When's that amazing. one? Amityville Harvest. When? Wednesday. Seven. Wednesday. This Wednesday. Hmm. Yeah. I'll let you know. Maybe. Possibly. And Perhaps. then uh, No, Dan's, Dan's busy on Wednesday. Is he? Oh, I am busy on Wednesday. Sorry. 
Shaolin Sofa, which we wait, also wait a minute, wait a minute, air. wait a minute. Now, now we couldn't do anything last Wednesday because Blacksimus was was doing extracurricular things, but now he's blocking me from doing things on Wednesday. That's yeah, right. He's he's right. He's he's extracurricular things are just curricular, and your curricular thing is Shaolin Sofa with me on Wednesday. Fine. <laughs> no, because you you were hosting a different podcast, sir. I wasn't was hosting. Four I was a guest. I was an invited guest, and I could not. I you were hosting, so I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I just read the Facebook thing yeah, and I, I respond accordingly. Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger by myself. Yes. No, no, no. We're, no, we're, that movie we're, screams Dan. We're, like, we're so watching that on Wednesday. <laughs> that sounds great. But um, everybody, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for all the love and support. Check out Mike at YouTube.com forward slash Mike McGTV. Go to PVDcast.com. <laughs> ThreeGeeks.Ninja, where you can listen to also the PVD cast and Matt Talk. And from all of us, have a great day. Yeah, still